Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with a speed of light, a clod of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. faithful Indian companion Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. There was a murmur of recognition in the gallery as the senator rose to his feet. He stood erect, shoulders square, back straight in spite of his years, waiting for quiet. Then he addressed the chair. Mr. President... Fellow senators, there is no need to tell you that the highest award for heroism in this country is the Congressional Medal of Honor. Today, I'm going to ask you to award that medal to a man who fought with Robert E. Lee and Stonewall Jackson during the late and lamentable war between the states. But the instance of heroism, I shall say, occurred only last year 
when this man was serving once more in the army of our now United States. On the night of September 18th, Colonel Ames, the commanding officer of Fort Cardwell, sent his orderly to Troop A's barracks with a message for Sergeant Lance Gordon. Sergeant Gordon. Right here. Report to the colonel at once in full field equipment. I'll be there in five minutes. Lance, what does that mean? Hand me my pistol, Bell Dix. What right is he to pick on you? He isn't picking on me. He's just picking. Isn't there somebody else in the regiment who can scout? <laughs> I'll see you later. Maybe you will. Hey, Tex, why are you so worried about Lance? Uh, the old man's trying to murder him. Well, that doesn't make sense. Lance is the best scout we've got. Sure. Sure, but I'll tell you why Colonel Ames wants to get rid of him. Before the war, he was the old man's exec. Just a captain but a good officer and slated to go right to the top. What's more, he was engaged to Helen Ames. What, the old man's daughter? I never knew that. Well, it's true. Then the war come along and he resigned as Union Commissioner and joined the Confederates. Lee made him a colonel. I fought with him. I'll never forget that valley campaign. Oh, was he that Lance Gordon? Lightning Lance. Why, this regiment fought against him in the valley. Sure did. And lost every engagement. Lance showed Colonel Ames and the Union Army and the whole world how a cavalry war should be fought. The old man would be a general now if it weren't for him. That's why you think he's sore. Of course, he wants to get even. What about Lance and the Colonel's daughter? I don't know. They're still in love with each other. That's why I come here and enlisted anyway. But what chance does he have? A sergeant. And what chance does he have of being anything more? An ex-rebel. He ought to get out of here before the colonel gets him. Well, he's enlisted for three years. He could get himself transferred to some other post. But I've got a feeling it's too late. This is one suicide mission too many. Tex, you don't even know if he's being sent out. Yes, I do. And I'm afraid he'll never come back. After he had received his orders from Colonel Ames, Lance went straight to the stables and saddled his horse. He was preparing to mount when he heard a light step behind him and turned quickly. Helen. I had to say goodbye, Lance. I'm glad you did. Oh, why does Father send you out time after time? Why can't he let someone else go instead? Because no one knows the country as well as I do. Do you honestly believe that's the reason? I honestly do. Your father's a good soldier. You're a better one. You should be commanding a regiment of your own. It'll take a long time before I can even win back my commission. I'll have to prove myself. This is all part of the game. Have you changed your mind, Helen? Is it going to be too long? Oh, no, Lance. Even if it's years and years. But I don't want you to be killed. Please be careful tonight. Of course. Promise? I promise. Good night, darling. Steady, boy. Steady. Yep. <coughs> High in the hills to the south of Buffalo Basin, the Lone Ranger and Toto had dismounted and crept close to the Indian encampment. Uh, we found them at the last, Toto. 
crazy wolf and his renegades. Oh. There must be 200 of them. That's right. We'll have to get word to the fort. Them not know you there. Them see mass. Maybe think you outlaw. We may have a little trouble with the guards, but I have a letter from General Hale. As soon as Colonel Ames reads it, he'll be ready to believe us. Kimasabe, but you look. They're a party of braves riding the camp. Could it be a raiding party? No. Tom do not think that. Crazy wolves talking to them. I wish we were close enough to hear what they're saying. Them use signs with words. Tom to understand some. Looks like he's given the signal for a war dance. Isn't that right? They can't be going to attack the fort. No. No, them burned towns. Scouts come back. Say no soldiers near towns. They must be talking about Osage through Eagle Pass to the west. Maybe so. Must be if they mean to attack tonight. The fort's east of here, east and north of Buffalo Basin. Then maybe dance two, three hour. Then ride. They'll reach the town just before dawn. Otto, ah. we'd better split up. You can take this letter to the fort. I know the sheriff and Osage. I'll ride to the pass and warn the town. Uh, what me tell, Colonel? That this is his chance to capture Crazy Wolf. He'll need more than one troop, though. He'll need every man he can muster. Come on, back to the horses. Uh. You'd better follow the ridge. That's the shortest way to the fort. Uh. I'll head down into the basin and cut across it to Eagle Pass. Quiet, Silver. Quiet, boy. All right, here's the letter, Kimosabe. Uh. Tell the guard at the gate you must deliver it personally to the Colonel. Uh-huh. Tonto, do that. Easy, big fellow. Easy. Come on, Silver. Get him up. Half an hour later, the Lone Ranger was racing toward the Eagle's Nest, the great rock that commanded the entrance to Eagle Pass. There was a full moon, and suddenly he caught the glint of metal, the reflection of the silvery light by a gun barrel. But at the same moment, he saw the man who held the gun, and he realized he was wearing a uniform. A sharp command rang out. Right up there! The Lone Ranger rode straight toward the man and pulled Silver to a stop just at the edge of the woods. Oh, Silver, hold on, hold on. I'm going to have to borrow your horse. I... Your mask. Yes. An outlaw. I didn't say that. Well, whoever you are, I need your horse. Why? Where's your own? In the woods. He's gone lame. You're a scout from the fort. Yes. And even if you're an outlaw, you can't be working with the Apaches. I've got to find out where those drums are coming from. I can tell you. From Crazy Wolf's encampment. Where? About five miles south of here in the hills. Easy, Silver. You're sure? I've just come from there. It's in a valley just below the Twin Peaks. You're sure it's Crazy Wolf? Yes. How many men does he have with him? About 200. Those are war drums. They're going to attack. Yes, that's true. They're going to attack Osage. I'm on my way to warn the town. Osage, through the past. But still, the colonel must be told the town can't defend itself along against 200 Indians. My friend Tonto is on his way to the fort. He'll give the colonel all the information he needs. Yes, but did you say Tonto? Yes. And you call your horse Silver. Oh, I should have guessed before. I apologize for calling you an outlaw. Many people have done that. Well, sir, this is an honor. A great honor. All I can say is, well, <laughs> you seem to have the situation pretty well in hand. If your friend is getting word to the colonel and you're one in the town, I mean. How'd you manage to find out what the Indians were planning? Uh, we were close enough to hear some of their talk, and Tonno could read their signs. Bad luck. Oh, what is? Without a horse, I can't take any part in it. Whatever happens. My suggestion is that you keep well hidden and stay right here. This is where Tonno will be leading the colonel and his troops. You can make sure the Indians head through the pass. Good idea. Now, if you don't mind... Oh, I'm sorry. I'd forgotten I still had this carbine leveled. Go right ahead, mister, and good luck. Adios. Montelier! 
Lance waited in the cover of the woods for over an hour, and then he saw a cloud of dust to the north. It can't be the regiment. They haven't had time to get here. He left the woods and climbed up the rocky face of the eagle's nest until he could see far out across the basin. The cloud of dust was moving slowly in the direction of the pass, and at last he realized what it meant. A wagon train at this time of night. And the Indians could be riding down from the hills any minute now. Lance descended to the entrance of the pass. And as the first of the great prairie schooners lumbered toward the defile, he ran to meet it. Hello there! Put up your hands! Don't shoot, Seth. That's assault. Huh? Our assault is. Howdy, Sergeant. Ho, ho there. No, don't stop. I'll climb aboard. Get up there! How does it happen you're traveling so late? Yeah, we made jam once, but we heard those drums. We knew Osage was just through the pass, so we decided to try and make it. I see. It's only a few miles, isn't it? Yes, but Osage is going to be attacked tonight. What's that? How do you know? I have the word of the best scout in the West. What do we do? Keep going. The Apaches will be coming through this pass. The Apaches? Crazy Wolf and his renegades, 200 of them. The murdering fiends. There's a chance you can make the town. If you do, you'll probably be safe. Yeah. Word's been sent to the fort, and the troops should arrive in time to save it. But keep going. Drive as fast as you can. Get up there! You'll be traveling with us? No, I, I have a better idea. What's that? Did you notice the opening of the pass as you came through? Yeah, it's narrow. Yeah, I was thinking of the cliffs on either side. It's possible to climb to the top of the one on the right. All the way? All the way. They call it the Eagle's Nest. From there, a man could keep the entrance of the pass well covered. Now, you don't mean you're going to climb up there and try to stop those Indians? Not stop them, perhaps, but I could delay them. Enough to let you get through the pass. Long enough for you to make Osage. But that's suicide, man. 200 rifles shooting at you. Why, they'd blast you off the top of that rock into kingdom come. I won't open fire unless I have to. I have a watch. I can judge how long it'll take you. If I'm sure you've reached the town, I'll let the Indians go through. But you can't stop them for more than a minute, no matter how hard you try. You better come with us. No, I'll stay here. But I could use some ammunition and an extra rifle. Well, we've got plenty in the back. I'll get them for you. Thanks. Get up there. Now, if you see the masked man, tell him yeah, that... What's that? A masked man? We got to worry about outlaws, too? Not an outlaw, no. The scout I was talking about. The best friend you settlers have. The Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger? Tell him what I'm planning to do. Somehow, I think it's what he'd do if he were in my place. Here, here's a Winchester and plenty of cartridges. Thanks. I'll be leaving you now. Good luck. And the same to you, Sergeant. May heaven protect you. Lance ran back to the entrance of the pass and reached it just as the last of the wagons lumbered past the eagle's nest. He checked his watch. Three o'clock. He'll need an hour anyway. He is hoping. The sergeant climbed the rocky face of the cliff, carrying his carbine and the borrowed rifle. It was too difficult in the scent to carry the ammunition as well, and he was forced to make two trips. But at last he was settled in his lofty fortress with both rifle and carbine loaded. He searched the basin to the north and the hills to the south. Nothing could be seen. And yet the quiet night seemed charged with danger. Quiet. It's too quiet. The drums have stopped. That's the trouble. And means they're on their way. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
to continue our story. After the Lone Ranger had alerted the town of Osage, he rode back through Eagle Pass. When he saw a cloud of dust, he reined up. Easy, Silver, easy. Realizing that its slow progress could not be caused by a war party, he rode on until he reached the wagon train. Get up there! Get up! Oh, Silver, easy, boy. Say, it, it's him. It's the mask man the sergeant said we'd meet. What's that? Over, Silver, over. We got a message for you from the sergeant. Yes. He says that if the Indians attack before we have a chance to get through the pass, he's going to try and stop them. Oh. From the eagle's nest. He got an extra rifle from us and a lot of ammunition. I see. Now keep moving as fast as you can. You should reach the town in half an hour. Well, let's hope that's soon enough. All right, Silver. Where are you going? Back to the entrance of the pass. Come on, boy. Get up Lance was still waiting, his rifle and his carbine ready. His eyes ached with their concentration on the southern hills. And then they came, painted savages sweeping down the slope to the basin and on across it straight toward the opening of the pass. The masked man was right. Here they come. Closer and closer until Lance was able to make out the hideous faces. It must be Crazy Wolf in the lead. If I can hit him with my first shot, I may be able to stop him. Carefully, he set himself for his first shot. He had the leader in his sights now. He was less than a hundred yards from the pass. He squeezed the trigger. Crazy Wolf fell from his saddle, and the Indians pulled their horses to a stop. Lance continued to fire. Can't let him get past. Can't. Can't. The column broke and swerved to either side of the opening. The Indians dismounted, took cover behind boulders and trees, and opened fire on Lance. Their bullets chipped the rocks all around him, and still he kept shooting, only pausing to reload. For five, ten, fifteen minutes, the fight continued. And then Lance showed himself a second too long. He was hit, and he knew at once the wound was serious. He clutched his side, gritted his teeth against the searing pain, and then forced himself to level the rifle and pick out his next target. I have to keep at it. I have to keep him pinned down. Only chance. The Lone Ranger heard the sounds of the gunfight as he urged Silver through the pass. When he could see the opening, he reined up behind a great boulder near the cliff wall. Oh, hold there, boy. Oh, easy, Silver. Easy. Yes. There he is at the very top. Good work, fella. Steady, Silver. There's one thing wrong. The Indians can get up the cliff from the basin side. The sergeant won't be able to see them until it's too late. My guess is that they're climbing up right now. We've got to lend a hand, Silver. The Lone Ranger studied the rocky wall at his left. The cliff rose straight up for 30 feet, but there was a stunted tree growing out of the rock at that point, and above it, the slope was more gradual. I could rope that tree. I could pull myself up to it. From there, I could get to the top, and we'll see. The masked man stood in his stirrups, uncoiled his lariat, made his loop with two deft swings, and then sent it sailing into the air. It settled over the small tree, and he pulled the loop tight. Now he stood up on the saddle and tested the rope. Should hold, Silver. Stay here behind this rock, boy. Don't move until I get back. Swiftly, the masked man pulled himself up, hand over hand. He reached the tree and then struggled on from one precarious foothold to the next. He pulled himself over the edge of the cliff, and in that instant, he saw two painted figures crawling toward Lance. The same outcropping of rock that gave Lance protection prevented his seeing them. The Lone Ranger fired twice. The masked man ran on to the point which had served Lance so well as a fort. But the sergeant was no longer firing, and when the Lone Ranger jumped down into the rocky hollow, he found him sprawled on his face. Sergeant, did they get you? Here. Yes. Still alive, though. We'll keep your rifles talking. 
You've held them back so far, Sergeant. I'll try to keep up the good work. The regiment, with a colonel at its head, was charging across the basin. Tonto rode beside the colonel. There, Apache! Yes, I see them! Gunfight going on! The Indians are pinned down! That's right! You look! Somebody on top of cliff! Fire! Plenty fast! Who could it be? Me not know! Your friend, perhaps! Well, him say, him ride on to town! Whoever it is, stop them from getting through the pass! Begging your pardon, sir! I think it must be Sergeant Gordon! It could be at that! He may have found his chance! Oh, the chance he's been looking for! That's Lance up there. The chief of staff will hear about it. So will Congress. I'll make them give him back his commission. You'll what, sir? Just thinking out loud. Sounded fine to me, Colonel. We'll make sure that none of them get away. Troop A, right of light. Troop B, left of light. Troop C, forward. Charge! Response to the colonel's command, one troop of cavalry swung to the right, another to the left, the third charged straight on to the pass. There was no escape for the Indians. The Lone Ranger's steady fire prevented them from entering the pass, and they were surrounded on three sides by the cavalry. They fought desperately, but only for a few minutes. Every one of the renegades was rounded up. When the Lone Ranger saw that the issue was settled, he bandaged the sergeant's wound with the sergeant's shirt, and then climbed down the cliff at the same point he scaled it. <laughs> Easy, Silver. Easy, boy. Steady. Tonto saw him and rode into the pass to meet him. Oh, Scott. Oh, Tonto, one of the colonel's men is up there on the cliff. Now, Colonel, know that. He's badly wounded. It will take at least four troopers to get him down. Colonel, send men up already. You think feller live? Yes, with the right care. You know, you up there with him during fight? Only toward the end of it. The colonel thinks him up there alone. Stop Indians by himself. He did, Tonto. Uh, it's good thing for feller. Trooper tell me this Lance Gordon, officer one. Lance Gordon? Ah, you know him? I've heard his story. A colonel say, him hero now. Maybe him be officer again. That's as it should be. Well, Tonto, we're not needed here anymore. Kimasabi, you not talk to colonel? I have nothing to say to him. Crazy Wolf is dead and his renegades are captured. Let's ride on to Osage and tell the sheriff the good news. Kimasabi, maybe feller called Lance... Tell Colonel you fight with him. He doesn't know it, Toto. He was unconscious when I got there. Then it was you keep Indian from escaping. It was Lance who stopped them at the entrance to the pass. He deserves all the credit and every honor they give him. He deserves to get his commission back. It might be possible to do something about it, Toto. Well, how you mean? If the general were told all the facts. Oh, oh that, that good idea. Come on, then. Lance was carried back to the fort that night and put to bed in the hospital. But he didn't regain consciousness for a full 24 hours. When he did, Helen Ames was sitting beside him. Helen. Don't try to talk, darling. Didn't... Did the regiment get there in time? Yes. We'll tell you all about it when you're stronger. Everything's going to be all right now. Father's going to Washington himself. He's going to make them give you your commission back. Oh, you proved yourself, Lance. Go to sleep now, dear. 
please. And so it happened that early the following year, after Lance had recovered completely, the senator made his speech. The wagon train could not have reached the town yet. The savages were racing toward him. And Sergeant Gordon prepared to sell his life dearly. The rocky promontory gave him only incomplete cover. But during that long, bitter hour, wounded as he was, he never ceased firing. And at last, relief came. And Sergeant Gordon had saved the lives of hundreds. Not Northerners or Southerners, but Americans, his fellow Americans. <laughs> Gentlemen, in the light of what I have just told you, I ask for a unanimous vote. I ask that every one of you acknowledge this man's heroism by awarding him the Medal of Honor. <laughs> Medal of Honor. And to have you, Helen, on a new chance, it's great. It's wonderful, darling. But you know, Colonel, when you were reading the citation, I had a strange feeling. How was that? I tried to remember exactly how it happened. The night and the past, the eagle's nest and the Indians riding down from the hills. But somehow, I felt there was something missing from the story. Well, naturally, you couldn't remember all of it. You were unconscious when we found you. And so badly wounded. I, I was terribly afraid. No, it's true I don't remember the regiment arriving, but, but that isn't what was missing. The citation should have said there was someone up there in the eagle's nest with me. There wasn't. No man is ever alone in a situation like that. You were there, Helen. With all our hopes for the future. We'll always be together, Lance. And there was someone else. A man, a man whose courage strengthened my own, who cleared my eyes and, and steadied my hand. I thought of that defenseless town at the other end of the pass and the way in which he had dedicated his life to the protection of the weak and helpless. You're talking about the mask man. Yes. He was up there, Colonel. No matter what the citation says, he was there in a real way. So real that toward the end, when I was blacking out, I didn't know whether I was shooting or not, I could almost see him standing beside me. He was there. And I'm accepting this medal, not only for myself, but for the Lone Ranger. I'll never forget I'll always remember the way he called us silver that night.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created and produced by George W. Trendle, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. Brace Beamer.